Rom Companion. Rom Companion. Rom Com. Companion. Rom Companion. Rom Companion. Hey everyone, welcome to Rom Companion, the podcast you can listen to alongside your favorite rom coms. As always, I am your host, David, and we finally come to this point. Episode 41, I hope you're ready for it, When Harry Met Sally. Some would argue one of the greatest romantic comedies of all time. Some would say it's the quintessential rom-com. Uh, it's, it's just a great rom-com. And it's going to wrap up this kind of trilogy of that we have going on with this whole Friends-themed uh, uh, romantic comedies, you know. There's plenty of Friends-themed related romantic comedies, but there's something particular about these three. I mentioned last uh, episode ago, you know, uh, 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 friends with benefits and um, uh, uh, no strings attached. Two movies that came out in 2011. Uh, when Harry Met Sally did not come out in 2011, it came out in 1989, a year before uh, I was born. But here's the thing: even though this came out back in 1989, I also saw this movie in 2011 for the first time. So this is going to kind of just round up that uh, triple threats of uh, friendship-themed rom-coms. So when Harry Met Sally, I know I was late to the game, but I eventually caught on, and it's a great rom-com. It's one of my favorites, and that's why we're watching it now. So without any further ado, I got it queued up. Do you have it queued up? We're going to start this thing together. All right. Playing in five, four, three, two, one. Play. All right. So, um... Something I should probably mention, you know, this being such a highly ranked rom-com, it's and like it's it's for sure in everybody's top five list. Um, for me, ooh, it's gotta be up there. I think this might be uh, number three or number four in favorite rom-coms um, as well. Um, so you may be asking yourself, David, why did you wait so long? to do this podcast or do this episode right why are we just barely getting to when harry met sally if you're gonna do a podcast about rom-coms when harry met sally should be like your first episode uh, or two right and the you know there's a really simple answer for that um i started this rom-com podcast about a year ago right back in uh march of 2020 i didn't know how long this was gonna last i kept on holding out and waiting to do um like, you know, in person, I don't know, for the city, they reopen again, because one of the ideas about this podcast was to do it with guests, you know, ask someone else to do this with me. And I think When Harry Met Sally is a perfect rom-com to do with the guests because everybody's seen it, everybody has their own experiences and thoughts about it. And it's definitely about different philosophies or different, like, you know, points of views, right? So... Uh, I was holding it out, holding it out, holding it out, and I think I just couldn't hold out for any longer. I had to eventually do this episode, so I may return to do this uh, rom-com again in the future with some guests. But for now, you're going to have to settle for just uh, one point of view, my point of view, regarding uh, um, When Harry Met Sally. Um, okay, so... Uh, mentioned before i saw this for the first time in 2011 why did it take me so long to watch it well first let's go here i, I love was this living with my friend arthur cornbloom 
in a restaurant. It was a horn and dialed cafeteria. And this beautiful girl walked in, and I turned to Arthur, and I said, Arthur, you see that girl? <laughs> I'm going to marry her. And two weeks later, we were married. Wow. And it's over 50 years later, and we are still married. So here we open up, unlike most other rom-coms, that's with an interstitial, right? Uh, uh, well, I mean, we have this flashback as well, but the interstitial, this is one of the things I love about well-produced, well-written rom-coms like this. That style of storytelling with the interstitials doesn't work too well in television, doesn't really work in books, and it can work, but it's not the best uh, when it comes to plays, right? It definitely works in plays, but like, I love it when you're telling a story and it fits the medium. And I think something like that, having these little slice of life snapshots of couples talking about how they met, perfect for, for, for film. Uh, anyways, here we have our introduction to our two leads. We have uh, Harry and Sally, of course. And this is when they met. Nice to meet you. And we can kind of see. First shift? No, you're there already. You can start. We have uh, 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 Billy Crystal's kind of playing this. I'll call you as soon as I get there. Like, I don't know. <laughs> he's a fuck boy. I don't know. That's what we would call him back then. He's a fuck boy. And he's just making out with this girl. And then you have um, Meg Ryan, who is not having any of it. Oh, she's so charming. I miss you already. Sorry. Huh? I miss you already. Uh, but how funny is it that. Um, uh, they're both playing like college age students. I gotta look at something really quick. I wanna know how old they were when they filmed this. Okay, so. Came out in 89, and Billy Crystal is born in 1948, so. I have it all figured out. It's an 18 hour trip. Uh, <laughs> uh, Billy Crystal was 41 when he shot this movie, or 40, 41. Uh, playing a college student. That's amazing, but it just goes to show uh, how good, I don't know, makeup, costuming works. So he, he still looks pretty college age. He might be like an old grad student, right? He could, he could play for like late 20s, early 30s, I think. Uh, meanwhile, um, Meg Ryan, born in 1961, that would make her like 20... Story of my life. 28. Hours to kill before we hit New York. When this came out, so. Story of my life isn't even gonna get us out of Chicago. I mean, nothing's happened to me yet. She definitely seems I'm like she could be a college student. So something happened to you? Yes. Like what? Like I'm going to journalism school to become a reporter. So you can kind of see as they get to know each other. Guys, we don't know anything about them. It's just like That's you know, these two people again. driving home together for the holidays and then just talking. Suppose you lived there your whole life and nothing happened. And you can kind of see anybody. You never become anything, and finally you die. One of those New York. She's optimistic about her career. She's optimistic about being a reporter. And look at this guy. He's very like nihilistic. Amanda mentioned you had a dark side. That's what drew to me. Your dark side. Sure. Why don't you have a dark side? No, you're probably one of those cheerful people with that's the right little heart. And what's nice is too is like I have just as much of a dark side as the next. This movie well, ends up when I uh, read the book, I always read the last page first. Uh, in case I die before I finish, I know how it ends. That it expands through a lot of years and a lot of changes what through their characters. So here we see in the very beginning the starting yes, place. They I'm are so polar opposites, right? Like opposites attract. 
you ever think about that? She's a cheerful person, yes. optimistic person. He's very. He calls himself dark. He's just kind of an asshole, very cynical asshole. When the shit comes down, I'm gonna be prepared, and you're not. That's all I'm saying. In the meantime, you're gonna ruin your whole life waiting for it. Is it? I think I, mean, I mentioned this before, though. Like, is it littering if you're spitting out wrong. seeds or like throwing away peels? Because it's biodegradable. It's gonna compost. It might even turn into some grape vines one day. But I wonder if that's bad. I don't want to spend the rest of my life in But that's what's kind of great about this movie. So here you can kind of hear, there's a lot of bantering. And here they are kind of discussing um, Casablanca, right? Very popular, very um, well-renowned film. And they're kind of just breaking down the ending. And so at any woman in her right mind, women are very practical, even Ingrid Bergman, which is why she gets on the plane at the end of the movie. Which is interesting. This guy's a very, again, very negative person, so why is he so romantic? What? Why does he think that Humphrey Bogart is the better choice? So as you can see, like, just some quick, quick comparisons to, like, Friends with Benefits and No Strings Attached. We can see that there's nothing new about what they were talking about. Like, get two young people talking about uh, uh, dating and relationships and sex uh, and, you know, just life in general. Again, yeah, it's nothing new. So they just rehashed this movie that was perfect the first time. What? With whom did you have this <laughs> I love sex? this next line of dialogue about who she has good sex with. It's very Billy Crystal. Shell Gordon. Shell? Sheldon? <laughs> no. No. You did not have great sex with Sheldon. <laughs> I did too. No, you didn't. A Sheldon can do your income taxes. If you need a root canal, Sheldon's your man. But humping and pumping is not Sheldon's strong suit. It's the name. Do it to me, Sheldon. You're an animal, Sheldon. Ride me, big Sheldon. Doesn't work. <laughs> Hi. What can I get you? I'll have a number three. I'd like the chef salad, please, with the orange and then here, check on her the side, out. and the apple pie a la mode. Chef and apple a la mode. But I'd like the pie heated, and I don't want the ice cream on top. I want it on the side, and I'd like strawberry instead of vanilla if you have it. If not, then no ice cream, just whipped cream, but only if it's real. If it's out of the can, then nothing. Not even the pie? No, just the pie, but then not heated. It's very high yeah. maintenance, right? Uh, very particular. Very type A. Again, opposites, you know. <laughs> And then Harry, much more laid back and chill. So how come you broke up with Sheldon? How do you know we broke up? Because if you didn't break up, you wouldn't be here with me. You'd be off with Sheldon the Wonder Schlong. <laughs> First of all, I am not with you. And second of all, it is none of your business why we broke up. You're right, you're right. I don't want to know. Meg Ryan's so great. Well, if you must know... It was because he was very jealous and I had these days of the week underpants. Uh, I'm sorry, I need a judge's ruling on this. Days of the week underpants. Yes. They had the days of the week on them and I thought they were sort of funny. And then one day Sheldon says to me, you never wear Sunday. It's all suspicious. Where was Sunday? Where had I left Sunday? And I told him and he didn't believe me. Insecure. What? Wow, that's small they dick energy. Sunday. Why not? Because of God. 
I don't get that joke, and that's okay. But it's like to this day, I don't really know what that means. Why can't you have panties for Sunday? Look at this. So again, here's our introduction to them. They're both very charming, right? They're both pretty fun, funny. Meg Ryan, of course, adorably cute. You're a very attractive person. And here is Billy Crystal, Harry, zeroing in on this. Well, maybe she doesn't think I'm attractive. And remember, he's a fuckboy, so. I don't think it's a matter of. His girlfriend is her friend. And look at him putting the moves on her. Amanda is my friend. So? So you're going with her. So? So you're coming on to me. No, I wasn't. Here it is. I love this. This is a great, again, totally him point of view. Without it being a come on. All right, all right. Let's just say, just for the sake of argument, that it was a come on. What do you want me to do about it? I take it back, okay? I take it back. You can't take it back. Why not? Because it's already out there. Oh, geez, what are we supposed to do? Call the cops, it's already So I wonder if that, can a man, and I don't, I don't, but I'm just saying, can a man comment on a woman's attractiveness without it being a come on? I, you know, this whole movie kind of takes you up and down that that question. But I'm going to say, no, you can't. Men are visual beasts. Men uh think with their groins you know so if they say it they mean it what i'm saying is and this is not a come on in any way shape or form is that men and women can't be friends because the sex part always gets in the way men are men ain't shit okay so i would agree with that there is no sex involved no you don't yes i do yes i do only think you do you're saying i'm having sex with these men without my knowledge no what i'm saying is they all want to have sex with you they do not. Do too. They do not. Do too. How do you know? Because no man can be friends with a woman that he finds attractive. There he it always is. Always wants to have sex. With That's you. it. Hundred percent. I agree with that. You're saying that a man can be friends with a woman he finds unattractive. No, you pretty much want to nail him too. <laughs> what if they don't want to have sex with you? Doesn't matter because the sex thing is already out there, so the friendship is ultimately doomed, and that is the end of the story. Well, I guess we're not going to be friends then. Guess not. That's too bad. You were the only person that I knew in New York. All right, so this movie's kind of told in chapters. And this is kind of the end of their first chapter, which is the meeting and the road trip together, and they bond through this. But uh, as this kind of first chapter comes to an end, and that nice little monologue, that little thesis about this film comes to an end, uh, back to my story that I kind of lost track of. So, um, uh, this movie was recommended to me by someone in college, which, again, was the first time I saw it. And here's the thing. We were friends, you know, and I was attracted to her. And I don't, you know, retrospect, looking back, I don't think I made it seem like I, you know, had a big crush on her. Maybe I did. I don't know. I was in college, and I wasn't really good at that kind of thing. But, um... Here's the thing. Uh, uh, she recommended this movie to me. I didn't know what it was about. I had, I just knew it was a rom-com. It was an old movie. I didn't know anything about it. So I watched this movie, and then I see this whole thing about, like, two friends who don't, like, you know, like each other, but then they end up falling in love. And I was just like, wait a second. 
does she know I like her? And is, is this her way of telling me that, you know, we fell in love it's not? Yeah, we were, Whatever. We were uh, long story short, we ended up dating. So I think it was a message. Uh, I'd like to think but that I she was a little bit more thoughtful. She wouldn't just recklessly recommend this movie like that. Her face was burned down. Uh, but yeah, I guess, so case in point, later, uh, uh, if you have a crush on your friend, don't uh, lay it on too thick. Don't do what Harry did. Don't just flatly say, hey, you're really attractive. Like, empirically speaking, you're really attractive. We can't be friends. Friends can't be, uh, you know, men and women can't be friends. Don't pull that card on them. Just let them watch this movie. Let this movie do all the talking. Another cute old person story. All right, so here's chapter two. And I, I really love the way that they do this. It's kind of like a play, I guess you could say, right? Kind of structured like a play. Um, here's them now, a little bit older now. So out of college, probably like their first jobs, right? And they, they meet again. And look at this. <laughs> now she's the one making out in public, right? And she's not uh, 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 waiting in the car. Joe, I thought it was you. And he knows Joe, not Harry, Harry or Sally. Harry, how you doing? Look at that face. Look how good the acting is. She yeah, recognizes yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> you still the DA's office? No, I switched to the other side. Uh, uh, what, what, what about you? I work with a small firm who do political consulting. Uh, yeah, oh, it's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Harry. It's so one of those things, right? again, it's very Burns, like Nora uh, Ephron. It's very Harry and I, we used to, uh, like an older generation <laughs> thing. But like, <laughs> I don't know. Successful people just knew each other, right? New York, Listen, huge city, lots of different you know, people. But for some reason, Harry? he happens to know Harry and, I mean, Sally and Joe, right? Too much of a coincidence. Thank God he couldn't place me. I drove from college to New York with him five years ago, and it was the longest night of my life. There's only one night? What happened? He made a pass How long me, is that no, drive? I was going with a girlfriend of mine. Uh... Oh, God, I can't remember her name. Don't get involved with me, Joe. I am 26 years old, and I can't even remember the name of the girl I was such good friends with. I wouldn't get involved with her boyfriend. So what happened? When? when? When he made a pass at you, you said no. Oh, oh. I said we could just be friends. And this part I remember. He said that men and women could never really be friends. <laughs> I love this part. Look at this guy's face. Do you think that's true? No. Do you have any women friends, just friends? He's lying. No. He's a liar. But I will get one of his important to you. Oh, so cute. Amanda Reese. But you know what this kind of tells you? I really like this too. Like a very subtle telling thing. She doesn't remember the name of her friend. So it's almost as if like who can, like we had these rules. We have these bonds where it's like I would never date her because you're going with her and she's my friend. And like it's kind of like, yeah, we're not really friends. So who knows? This could have been a much shorter movie. It could have been a lot quicker rom-com if it just went straight directly to um, uh, uh, uh them hooking up after college, after that drive, I mean, right? Friendship be damned. It was damned anyways. And what would you like to drink? Nothing, thanks. Do you have any Bloody Mary mix? Yes. No, wait. Hold on. <laughs> what I want. Regular tomato juice. Yeah, this is how he knows <laughs> who she is. Just a splash and a little piece of lime, but on the side. The University of Chicago, right? Yes. Did you look this good at the University of Chicago? No. Did we ever? <laughs> no, no. 
We drove from Chicago to New York. Look at this guy. <laughs> Would you two like to sit together? Great, thank you. <laughs> what a bro, what a nice guy. You were a good friend of, um... I love this part, too. Amanda's. I can't believe you can't remember her name. What do you mean? I can remember Amanda, right? Amanda Rice. Reese. Reese. She Fine. could barely remember said. either. Whatever happened to her? I have no idea. You have no idea? You were really good friends with her. We didn't make it because she was such good friends. You went with her. And was it worth it? The slang is so funny, to too. We didn't make Aaron, it. You went with her. You might not believe this, but I never considered not sleeping with you a sacrifice. I wonder if this is like a a bad ca uh, casting because again, <laughs> Billy Crystal, funny guy. I love Billy know. Crystal. He's a great actor, uh, a great comedian as well. But like, he is a forty-one-year-old guy against Meg Ryan, and he's like acting like he had a chance with her, right? Very cocky, very funny. I wonder if he's supposed to be like a Ryan Reynolds type, right? Because if it was Ryan Reynolds and he was like, oh gosh, you know, I can't believe we didn't make it. It's all because of Amanda Reese. Like, wow. that's not something for Billy Crystal to say. That's more so something for, like, a Ryan Reynolds type to say, you know? Like, I can't believe we didn't make it. It's amazing. You look like a normal person, but actually you're the angel of death. Are you going to marry him? We have only known each other for a month, and besides, neither one of us is looking to get married right now. I'm getting married. You are? And again, look at this. Over the passage of time, you see all these two flips right now Who she's she? kind of like playing the field right she's just dating around <laughs> and now he You're is getting married, getting married. <laughs> right mr nihilistic so, so it's nice to see how and it's but it's realistic it's not like out of character or like distractingly wrong well you'd be amazed what falling madly in love can do for you well, it's wonderful. It's nice to see you embracing life in this manner. Yeah, plus, you know, you just get to a certain point where you get tired of the whole thing. What whole thing? The whole life of a single guy thing. You meet someone, you have the safe lunch, you decide you like each other enough to move on to dinner. You go dancing, you do the white man's overbite. <laughs> back to her place, you <laughs> I have love sex, that dance. and the minute you're finished, you know what goes through your mind? Guys, how long do I have to lie here and hold her before I can get up? Listen to the summary of 30 seconds enough? dating. Right? That's it hasn't changed. That's the thing I love about this movie. True? It stays sure. so timeless. All that, all this stuff. Right? The safe lunch and then the dinner all date. Right, we all know right. dinner date's a little bit more, uh, uh, a little bit more uh, uh, intimate uh, and romantic. And then, yeah, the dancing and then the sex and then you're done. He's kind of like talking about this whole cycle. We keep talking about like online dating like it's a new problem, it's a new uh, dilemma or whatever. It's not. It's not. It's timeless. Well, again, I don't know. This is before my time. But from the way he describes it and the way that Nora Ephron yes. writes it, like it feels like it's the, the same friends. story over I and over again. Which is, again, I think what Didn't gives this such classic appeal and timeless no, 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 appeal. No, no, I never said this. And then yes. here it is. That's right. Here they Thank attempt you. to become friends again. Unless both of them are involved with other people, then they can't. This is an amendment to the earlier rule. So here we get, we, we get to have a little bit of a deeper dive into like their philosophies and their points of view, right? That doesn't work either because what happens Again, then is the person you're involved with can't understand why you meet cute wise. It was very much just like, hey, we're in college and I think you're attractive, right? So he, that's kind of him making a move even though he had a girlfriend. And now here's he is again kind of making a second move, even though he's engaged and she has a boyfriend. Come on, who the hell are we kidding? But he kind of talks his way through all of it. the earlier rule before the amendment, which is men and women can't be friends. So where does it leave us? Harry, 
What I respect about it, okay. it's very direct. It's very honest, right? He's not like, hey, let's be friends. Let's, you know, in spite of the fact that I'm attracted to you, let's be friends. He is, like, you know, acknowledging the fact that, like, look, I think you're attracted to each friends, and then he even explains his way. Well, look, let's be honest. Even if I am engaged, and even if you have a girlfriend, I'm still, still have a, uh, 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 I'm still attracted to you, and there's still an a chance that we can have sex one day. So it's very right, suave. <laughs> I love this this then couple. Then a couple of years later at Eddie Colicchio's funeral. I ran into her. I was with some girl I don't even remember. Roberta. Right, Roberta. But I couldn't take my eyes off you. I remember. This guy loves, he's a lover. He said, loves a lot. What did I say? You said, what are you doing after? Right. So I ditched Roberta. We go for coffee. A month later, we're married. 35 years today after our first marriage. Did you hear that? <laughs> I love the little okay. twist at the end. They got remarried. You know they got divorced and they got remarried. Uh, so I just think that that's great because um, love, like, like, just because there's like, like an old couple or couples have been married a long time, you make it sound like it was like easy, simple love. We saw each other across the hall and we got married. No, it's very much very, very messy. And here you can see with this story where it's like this guy was you know, married and then divorced and then divorced and then divorced and then he ditched his date. Well, first of all, he brought a funeral to a date, so that was a doomed relationship to begin with. But then he dumped her to get back with his original first wife. It's, it's sweet. In a way. In a way. You had a date on national holidays. I said to myself, By the way, here's Carrie Fisher. You're 31 years old and the clock is ticking. No, the clock doesn't really start to tick until you're 36. God, you're in such great shape. So... Well, I've had a few days to get used to it, and uh, I feel okay. I think they're 31, right? Because she was, like, 26 earlier. So now she's uh, 31. I'm 31. I'm when Harry met Sally age, baby. I don't attractive, but you might. She doesn't have a problem with chins. Marie, I'm not ready yet. But you just said you were over him. I am over him, but I'm in a mourning period. Who is it? Alex Anderson. Oh. You up with him six years ago. I'm sorry. God. All right, wait, here. Here we go. Ken Darman. What is going on? She's got a Rolodex, a, a, a travel. Uh, Rolodex, she makes a little fold. This is like as if you're scrolling through your iPhone contacts nowadays. Right town, but who right now has no chance of being anything to me but a transitional man. Okay. A transitional man, in other words, a rebound, right? Same concept, same idea as we just use different uh, terminology. She's like, I, I don't want to, I don't want any of your, I don't want you to set me with the rebound. She's like, I just need a, a, a rebound. In case he's about to die, at least you could say you were married. I'm saying. The right man so, you might so depressing the right this talk. If you don't grab him, someone else will, and you'll have to spend the rest of your life knowing that someone else is married to your husband. Colin Dibbs, as it were. Um, and then, so yeah, we can kind of see, well, now she's like, five years ago, they were both in relationships, and then we see she's single, and here we're going to have this really, really well-written line, uh, uh, scene between... Uh, when did this Friday. <laughs> At a football game. I home from work and she says, 
I don't know if I want to be married anymore. Like it's the institution. You know, like it's nothing personal, just something she's been thinking about in a casual way. I'm calm. I say, why don't we take some time to think about it? You know, don't rush into anything. Yeah, right. Next day, she says she's thought about it. And she wants a trial separation. She just wants to try it, she says. But we can still date. Like this is supposed to cushion the blow. I mean, I got married so I could stop dating. So I don't see where we can still date as any big incentive since the last thing you want to do is date your wife, who's supposed to love you. Which is what I'm saying to her when it occurs to me that maybe she doesn't. So I say to her, don't you love me anymore? You know what she says? I don't know if I've ever loved you. Ooh, that's harsh. <laughs> don't bounce back from that right away. Thanks, Jess. I love that they're talking about this in like a happy, festive basketball, a uh, baseball, uh, football team, football game. Oh boy. Is going to South America, and she can sublet. But like, you can kind of see, right? Like, and the doorbell rings. Mr. Optimistic is now like. You know, the darkness. Does he sound like he's prepared for the darkness that he was talking about? Now I start to get suspicious. Love, Helen, when love softened him. And she doesn't say anything. So I asked the movers, when did this woman book you for this gig? And they're just standing here, three huge guys, one of them wearing a T-shirt that says, don't fuck with Mr. Zero. So I said, Helen, when did you make this arrangement? She says, a week ago. I said, you've known for a week and you didn't tell me? And she says, I didn't want to ruin your birthday. <laughs> You're saying Mr. Zero knew you were getting a divorce a week before you did? Mr. Zero, no. I can't believe this. I haven't told you the bad part yet. What could be worse than Mr. Zero, though? No? It's all a lie. There it He's is. She's in love with somebody else. Some tax attorney. She moved in with him. How did you find out? Even in commitments, even in marriage, I you're not safe. You know? So humiliating. Tell me about it. And you know I knew? I knew the whole time that even though we were happy, it was just an illusion, and that one day she would kick the shit out of me. Marriages don't break up on account of infidelity. It's just a symptom that something else is wrong. Really? Well, that symptom is fucking my wife. So very true, right? Again, this is a really good dialogue. Uh, uh, you know, uh, two men, and they're both very self-aware, and they're both really smart, and they're just kind of talking out this bad situation. Very succinct, very good uh, dialogue. But yeah, I would agree. Like. As bad as it seems, and as much as we want to blame Mrs. Harry for um, cheating on him or, and lying to him, they were never right to begin with, right? You don't cheat on someone you really love. You don't hide a keep secrets from someone you really love, I think. At least I don't. I don't know. Um, but yeah, like that's where they're both at. Now he's divorced or in the, you know, middle of getting divorced, and then she is uh, recently dumped on the rebound, and... Someone is staring at you in personal <laughs> growth. Here it is. I know him. You'd like him. He's married. So now, like, Meg Ryan's playing someone older than she really is, and then... Harry uh, uh, Billy Crystal is still playing someone younger you than he really cute? is. How do you know he's married? Because last time I saw him, he was getting married. When was that? Six years ago. So he might not be married anymore. Also, he's obnoxious. Well, this is just like in the movies, remember? And the lady vanishes when she says to him, you're the most obnoxious man the I ever met. The most contemptible. And then they fall madly in love. Also, he never remembers me. Sally Albright. Boom, I love this. So really, Hi. this is the me cue, right? Remember how we talked about uh, 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 no strings attached with those stupid time jumps, right? 
This is the way you should you, you, you have to do it because they had those two different time jumps too. Remember, they had the you know kids at camp and then they had the the college party and the funeral and then they met up again, and it was just like why are you doing it? And I guess, I think they were trying to model it after something like this. Yeah. Uh, but again, here's the here's like the true meet cute. I think this is where the movie really begins. A lot of it was just a lot of good backstory, but now we can see 30 minutes in. They get reunited and. Not so good. It's the whole, hey, Sally Albright oh, from college, how, how are you doing, right? Oh, I'm really sorry. It's giving them both yeah, time to, to grow and change, and we've seen them grow and change, what happened which is know? valuable, not just a flashback for the sake of flashback. Exactly the same thing. We wanted to live together, but we didn't want to get married because every time anyone we knew got married, it ruined their relationship. They practically never had sex again. By the way, how many people do you it's know true. in their 20s the no talk like this or had this, like, oh, the institution of marriage. Let's just date. Let's just be casual. We're committed to each other. We don't need labels. It's just a legal document, right? It's it's the basis of so much. But She just said it. Matter of fact, she said they were up all night. They were both exhausted all the time. The kids just took every sexual impulse they had out of them. Timeless, timeless Joe and I used to struggle. Talk about it, and we'd say, you know, we're so lucky. We have this wonderful relationship. We can have sex on the kitchen floor and not worry about the kids walking in. We can fly off to Rome on a moment's notice. And I love. Here's the part I love. And then uh, one day, I was taking Alice's little girl for the afternoon because I promised to take her to the circus. And we were this isn't it. playing I Spy. Never mind. This isn't it. I Spy a mailbox. I Spy a lamppost. And she looked out the window and she saw this man and this woman with these two little kids. And the man had one of the little kids on his shoulders. And she said, I spy a family. I can't relate to this. This sounds tough. And I started to cry. You know, I just started crying. I think everybody wants a family deep down inside. And it, you have to. It's say, your the thing is, carnal urge. But there it is. Notice. Right? On the kitchen floor. Not once. We never fly off to Rome, right? Isn't that the thing that everybody always says? Like, I like the freedom to X, anyway, Y, and Z, and then X, Y, and Z never really happens. I mean, it's great if you do, then it doesn't apply to you. But it's kind of like what's been happening this past year and a half with the lockdown and, and with the pandemic. So many people said, if I just had the time, I would X, Y, Z. If I had the time, I would pick up a guitar. If I had the time, I would write a movie. If I had the time, I would start a podcast. You know, and then you see what really happens. And by the way, guys, uh, I am not learning guitar, but I did those other two things, you know. So, uh, like, do you really mean it or not, right? So, like, if you really think, wow, I don't have a wife and kids, which gives me the uh, opportunity to do this, this, and that, you better be doing this, this, and that, you know. And I think about it a lot because uh, I love a lot of coworkers that are like married and they have kids, and they talk about their holidays and their weekends, and I always talk about my holidays and my weekends, and I'm just like. I don't have a family. You know, I don't have kids to like do, do stuff with. So what I am doing better be conducive. It better be the lifestyle of a guy without kids. I didn't like you. You know? Until I do, and then I don't live that lifestyle anymore. You know, I hate that kind of remark. It sounds like a compliment, but really it's an insult. Okay, you're still as hard as nails. I just didn't want to And here it is again. Here's the true friendship starting. Instead of dealing with the possibility that it might have something to do with you. What's the statute of limitations on apologies? She's like a little taller than him, and I love that. That's cute. She's slouching, too. 
Would you like to have dinner with me sometime? Are we becoming friends now? Well, we know what dinner means, but I like that Harry is playing defense. Yeah. They just want to be friends. And this is what they both need. Friends. Coming off of a relationship, a both of them, they should really start off as friends. And it's very healthy. Oh, boy, maybe that's what I should do. No, no, no. Stop it right there, David. Stop You're it right there. I love I look at the way they complete the each other's. They told the story so many times. It's so rehearsed. On the Lower East Side. On Delancey Street. My family moved to the Bronx he when I was 10. Hers moved when she was I 11. I lived on 183rd Street. For six years, she worked on the 15th I worked for floor. You may think that this is annoying, but he's been married with her for so long. So he, he loves it when she does this. Can you imagine that? Do you know where we met? In an elevator. I was visiting family. In the Ambassador Hotel in Chicago, Illinois. He was Illinois. on the third floor. I was on the twelfth. I rode up nine extra <laughs> floors just to keep talking to her. Nine, nine extra, extra floors. floors. So sweet. You know, I think that's just, it's just, it, 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 it's, it's them being so excited to tell their story and so excited about every little detail. That's so sweet. Anyways, uh, um. You sleeping? Where was I? No, I was watching Casablanca. Channel, please. Um, yeah, yeah, like I was saying, I should, uh, uh, just right now, just get like a really hot friend <laughs> and then just, just recover, bounce back and then end up falling with her. But no, that's a dumb, that's a silly plan. It's good to have friends for sure, but you shouldn't go seek out friends in hopes that they fall in love with you someday. That's a dumb plan. <laughs> this guy reading misery, reading the last page of misery. How much of this is still like us, right? Doing yoga, aerobics, some type of like, you know, Peloton, whatever. Doing some type of class or reading some type of pop culture book. Being single in your 30s can be pretty boring. But I'm glad that they have a chance to be single together. And maybe that's what I need. I think I just need some more single female friends. You know what I miss? I miss the idea. I love the... Just dump them all in there. Just dump them all in there. No, I miss the whole Helen. Last scene. And this is... I love this editing. or I don't know what it's called. It's like they're Ooh, together Burnham. over the phone. Sound the familiar? It's what you and I are doing right now. We're just watching the same movie together over the podcast. So this has always been a thing. You think you're special because you watch movies with your with your boo uh, over the phone? I don't see that. You don't see that? Waiter, I'll begin with a house salad, but I don't want the regular dressing. I'll have the balsamic vinegar and oil, but on the side. And then the salmon with the mustard sauce, but I want the mustard sauce on the side. On the side is a very big thing for you. <laughs> well, I just want it the way I want it. I know. I maintenance. There, they, I think they must be really on the phone with each other, right? Timing is so good. <sighs> I'm definitely coming down with something. Probably a 24 hour tumor they're going around. You don't have a tumor. How do you know? If you're so worried, go see a doctor. No, he'll just tell me it's nothing. Will you be able to sleep? 
If not, it'll be okay. What will you do? This is really sweet friendship. I can't think of the last time I had a friend like this. I can, actually. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. I don't want to go there. It's too, too, it's too fresh. It's too, I'll tell you that story some other time. <laughs> it's too fresh. The last time I had a, a friend that I used to talk to before I went to bed. Bedtime conversations. That's the... That's something... This guy's still moaning. I don't want to go there. It's too fresh. What does this mean? What was the reason for the inclusion? I had my dream again, where I'm making love and the Olympic judges are watching. I'd nailed the compulsory, so this is it, the finals. I got a 9-8 from the Canadian, a perfect 10 from the American. My mother describes as an East German. She's so well dressed. Look at that. that ha this outfit, the gloves, the hat. It's great. Basically, it's the same. And here's the, the famous, right, the walk no, it's, it's too across the Autumn Park. Okay, there's this guy. What's he look like? I don't know. He's just kind of faceless. Faceless guy. Okay, then what? He rips off my clothes. Then what happens? That's it. That's it? A faceless guy rips off your clothes, and that's the sex fantasy you've been having since you were 12. Exactly the same. Well, sometimes I varied it a little. Which part? What I'm wearing. You know what this what? is? What it kind of has? I have decided. I, 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 uh, 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 this might be the same rele revelation. No, well, no, this is like the opposite revelation with the. Uh, uh, friends with benefits. It's like you have the emotional uh, emotional bonding, emotional connection before the physical one. Although that's a pair, right? They're still, they find each other attractive. <laughs> Would you like to go to the movies with me tonight? Would you like to go? Wait, wait. Not to repeat, please, to answer. Would you like to go to the movies? He's asking her on a date, I think. Oh. Oh. Well, I'd love to, Harry, but I, I can't. Why do you have a hot date? Well, yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I, I was going to tell you about it, but I don't know. I just, I felt strange about it. Why? Well, because we've been spending so much time together. Oh, I think it's great that you have a date. You do? Yeah. Look at this. She's a little upset. She's like, I thought you'd be jealous. You're not jealous? Look at this guy. He sincerely wants to be your friend. Is that Is so that bad? Is that what you're going to wear? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. You look well, great, Meg. Don't listen to him. I you think look you great. I think you should wear skirts more. You look really good in skirts. I do? Yeah. You know, I have a theory that hieroglyphics are really an ancient comic. What's going on? Does, he li does she like him? I know, Harry. I think you should get out there too. I don't know what's going oh, on with this I'm movie. Right. I never really, <laughs> I never really get this I would movie. Not be good for anybody right now. It's time. It was the most I've seen this movie so life. many times, and I still don't understand what's going on. <laughs> the first day back is always. A That's a great day. apartment, man. This guy's got a super nice big apartment. How do you know it's not going to get worse? 
How much worse can it get than finishing dinner, having him reach over, pull a hair out of my head, and start flossing with it at the table? Ugh. We're talking dream date compared to my horror. Started out fine. She's a very nice person. What a sweater. Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, look at the, the sweater on Harry. She wanted to go to. Great cable knit sweater. This will be a quick meal. I'll order two empty plates and we can leave. Yeah, nothing from her, not even a smile. So I downshift into small talk. And I ask her where she went to school, and she says Michigan State. And this reminds me of Helen. All of a sudden, I'm in the middle of this massive anxiety attack. My heart's beating like a wild man. This guy's not ready to date. Helen went to Michigan State? No, she went to Northwestern. But they're both Big Ten schools. I got so upset, I had to leave the restaurant. Harry, I think this takes a long time. It might be months before we're actually able to enjoy going out with someone new. Yeah. And maybe longer before we're actually able to go to bed with someone new. Oh, I went to bed with her. <laughs> you went to bed with her? Hey, baby, friends with benefits. <laughs> right? understand this relationship what do you mean i remember I, I mentioned this guys yeah. it would not be a rom-com yeah. if the 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 lead and the rom-com best friend don't do some of sports events right it's woody harrelson and um uh, justin timberlake playing basketball all right are you finished hey i got a whole stack of quarters and i was here first we're not was two was two jerk where was i you're growing. Yeah. <laughs> it's very freeing. I can say anything to her. Are you saying you can say things to her you can't say to me? No, it's just different. It's a whole different perspective. I get the woman's point of view on things. She tells me about the men that she goes out with, and I can talk to her about the women that I see. You tell her about other women? Yeah. Like the other night. I made love to this woman, and it was so incredible. Man, I wonder, I is Billy Crystal left-handed, or is he, like, swinging with his non-dominant hand out? right now? Yeah. That's, That's what I'm thinking point. about as a man. Because this is a great shot. This is and a great, great angle. Is, but he has to be cheated this way for it to work. I can just be myself. You made a woman meow? What are you doing? All right, here comes the so more more candid oh, conversations about sex, uh, and this is going to be the. Is this the famous scene? Is this Cat's delicatessen? I think it is. Um, you know, as I think about this, like watching it and kind of discussing it, this movie is just a lot of like conversations. Not that I would know this. Why are you getting so upset? Which is a great way to make movies. Yes, it is. You are a More movies should... Women and I am a woman. Well, it comes yeah, with good writing. This, when you have really good point. writing, really good dialogue, you of keep going. Not. You're out the door too fast. And uh, here's the famous scene. Okay One of the most famous scenes how in cinema know? history. I mean, how do I know I know? Because they... Yes, because they... They're talking about orgasms. You know they're really... What are you saying? That they fake orgasms? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Most women at one time or another have faked it. Well, they haven't faked it with me. How do you know? Because I know. Oh. Right. That's right. I forgot. You're a man. What is that supposed to mean? Nothing. It's just that I kind of want to comment on this, but I kind of don't want to comment on this. Uh, I'll just say this then. You don't think that I can tell a difference? 
if you ever men, this is for the men. If men, if you ever think, gosh, that was a lot quick, that was that was quicker than I thought, or she came a lot easier than I expected, uh, she faked it. It only time it's ever real oh. is if it takes longer than you expected it to. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say about orgasms. Okay. So here's the famous Meg Ryan doing her thing. I wonder oh, what God. the stage direction was in the script. And the oh. script was just <laughs> starts to simulate uh. an orgasm. Oh. Oh, God. By the way, we're going to take a break after this, okay? Oh, after the, God. you know, oh. the famous line, we'll take our break oh. after this scene. Oh. Oh. Oh, God. Oh. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Yes. All the men are looking because yes. they're like, yes. Yes. what's going on? Yes. Why is she having a real oh. orgasm? Oh. All the women are like, oh. why is she faking an orgasm oh in the middle of a oh. lunch? <laughs> all the women know. All the men are like, wow, she's having a real orgasm. All right, and here comes one of the most famous lines in cinema history. I'll have what she's having. <laughs> all right, we'll pause it right there. <laughs> all right, uh, wow. Okay, so that was the first half. Uh, I'm glad that was a great place to stop it as well. That's a nice like halfway point in the intermission. So we're going to go ahead and take our break. I'm going to get another drink of water, do what you got to do. And when we get back, I'm going to summarize uh, the first half of When Harry Met Sally. See you in a bit. Welcome back. We are going to be recapping the first half of When Harry Met Sally. So, so far, you know, we've gone through several different stages in their lives. So it's kind of start off with them meeting as college students, uh, driving home or driving to New York from, from Chicago. I'm guessing maybe it's after graduation. I don't know. But uh, they drive off together. Harry meets Sally. And they both uh, kind of just get to know each other. You kind of learn that Harry is uh, a bit more laid back, a bit of a nihilist, kind of just like, eh, the world's doomed anyways. Might as well have a good time while we can. Meanwhile, you have um, Sally, who's very optimistic, very uh, uh, high maintenance. She likes to order her food a very specific way. And she's just very, she's like that type of person, like, you know, likes to be in control of her life. Uh, so uh, during, during their meeting, during their, you know, uh, getting to know each other, uh, Harry declares that men and women cannot be friends. He's very emphatic about it. And uh, Sally's like, okay, well, I don't want to be your friend anyways. And he's like, yeah, okay, that's, you know, because we might, you know, end up having sex with each other, blah, 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 this and that. Uh, so that's like the first chapter done. Second chapter is going to happen five years later. They bump uh, into each other at an airport and end up flying next to each other. And then similarly, you know, now they're kind of, again, traveling together. And they kind of get caught up. Harry is now going to get married, and then she is dating this guy named Joe. Um, and then he kind of suggests, you know, hey, we could be friends now because we're both in committed relationships. And then she's like, well, that's like a what? Like now your rules change just because relationships we can be friends now? And then Harry is just, he's kind of very blatant and honest. He's like, well, no, even then, no, because I would still be 
uh, you know, it would get in the way of our relate. Uh, our, our partners would be insecure about uh, us spending so much time together, so we can't really be friends. Um, and yeah, and then that kind of ends that that chapter as well. Finally, the third time jump, we pick up with the two of them. Uh, now they're in their thirties. Uh, Harry just got divorced, and Sally um, just got dumped. So now they're both like on the mend, recovering from breakups. And they bump into each other yet again, this time at a bookstore. And now they decide they can be friends because they're both not in a place where they can date anyway. So even like in spite of the fact that they are attracted to each other, it's not going to happen. And then also, more importantly, uh, Harry is... Uh, you know, they both have some years under their belt. You know, now that he's been married and divorced, he doesn't really know what he knows about relationships or any, or anymore. Same thing, same thing with Sally. So there's something going on here, though. Uh, you know, Harry's kind of like, he's playing the friend angle very, very much. It's just like, hey, let's hang out. Let's go see movies, blah, blah, blah. And I think Sally, my reading of it, at least, I think Sally kind of likes Harry. And it's kind of thrown off that hair, like the hair, you know, the, the, the young man that had hit on her twice before is now very subdued. I think um, that's definitely catching her by surprise. Um, but anyways, that's kind of where we're at. We just went through the uh, famous fake orgasm scene at Cat's Delicatessen and then the, one of the most famous lines of uh, film ever. I, I'll have what she's having. Um, all right, so we're going to go ahead and resume now. The time stamp that I have is 47 minutes and 21 seconds. 47 minutes, 21 seconds. We're going to go ahead and resume together in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, play. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, and now we're going to go through Christmas. Man, whatever <laughs> instrument that is, those sleigh bells, I don't know what they're called, but you know when you have like all those bells together like in a row? That instrument has a rough go of things because it's not, it's not allowed to be in any song except for a Christmas song. You'll never find those those bells like at a, at a, 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 a summer hit or like a sad fall ballad only for the holidays. Boy, I've never bought a tree before. Buying a tree in New York sounds horrible. It's so cold and it's heavy. You gotta carry it. You can't. Nobody drives. I don't think you can get that thing on a taxi. That's not fun. They asked me, I oh, that's cute. Here they are dancing together and laughing. And uh, this looks like a New Year's party. I like you without your beard. You can see your face. They're going to kiss. They're going to kiss for New Year's? Well, I'm dipping you. See, so she kind of likes him. I don't know if he likes her. He's attracted to her. Really He's admitted that. But, oh, don't be silly. The next New Year's Eve, if neither one of us is with anybody, you got a date. Deal. She definitely now likes it. Oh, they should just be together, right? It's kind of like the Friends of Benefits thing. It's like, just date. You guys have great chemistry. You guys belong together. Just date. So it's like they both have this moment of realization where it's like, oh no, 
you know? This friendship may come to an end. I love this. As they turn, they, they have a different expression. Great. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Oh, no kiss. You can kiss his friends. Look at that, nice and romantic. They have the whole patio to themselves. What a weird tradition, but whatever. Do it. Just a nice friendly kiss. Here it is. <laughs> Very nice peck. But the tension's there now, right? Now they like elephants in the room, like, yo, this is not just a friendship. It can't just be a friendship. There's the proof that you can't be friends with uh, 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 like the, the, uh, the gender that you're attracted to, right? Because what if... Um, like, uh, would you kiss your, 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 your homeboys? Would you kiss your friends uh, uh, at New Year's? Of course you would, right? But if you kissed someone that you're attracted to, it's not just a kiss. It gets awkward, right? So me, New Year's Eve, I can kiss all the fellas because that's just friendship. But if I had a female friend, could I kiss them during New Year's? There's too much at stake. So, yes, I agree with you, Harry. Men and women can't be friends because if you kiss them for New Year's, it's all ruined. Kiss other dudes because it's harmless. No, you're right. Where is this place? Somewhere on the next block. Oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. Look, Harry is one of my best friends, and you are one of And I love this right here. So there's this setup. Uh, uh, Harry is setting, or Sally is setting up Harry with Carrie Fisher, and then. Harry's gonna be uh, setting up uh, Sally for with Bruno Kirby, but it, it, it does uh, occur to me why don't they just so they both are ready to date and they both want each other to date? Why don't they just date each other? It's like they don't want to lose the friendship or whatever. They want to risk the friendship, but what is it a risk? She's so great. Why aren't you? What's how many times do I have to tell you? What's at stake? So you're saying she's not that attractive? No, I told you she is attractive. Yeah, but you also said she had a good personality. She has a good personality. Look at this. I love it. What? When someone's not that attractive, they're always described as having a good personality. Look, if you would ask me, what does she look like? And I said she has a good personality. Here's the truth on men. And I'll, I'll be honest with this. Okay, you guys want to hear some insight on men? Men will never set you up with someone that they already like. Is that what I mean? Like, like uh, I, I have friends that I would set up with other friends. I totally would. Like, I, but, like, if I really liked one of them, I want to keep them for myself, right? So... The fact that Harry is setting his friend up with Sally, that's why that's why he's uh, very caught off guard. He's very like, wait a second, why are you setting up with me? What's wrong? Does she have a bad personality? She's not that attractive, right? <laughs> you can kind of see. There's like, this is chemistryless banter. You can have a really nice conversation. It doesn't mean there's any chemistry, right? It's just very flat. <laughs> it's not working out. There's no, uh, no voom, no vanash, no blah blah blah. It's very flat. That's because 
maybe all the beautiful things that he sees about her, like, oh, Meg, uh, Meg, Meg, Sally is beautiful and she got a great personality. He only sees that because he loves her. Oh. <laughs> Look at that. Oh. Nothing. So, what are we going to order? Well, I'm going to start with the grilled radicchio. Jazz, Sally is a great order. Not only does she always pick the best thing on the menu, but she orders it in a way that even the, the chef didn't know how good it could be. <laughs> I think restaurants have become too important. Oh, I agree. Restaurants are to people in the 80s what theater was to people in the 60s. I read that in a magazine. Here it is. I wrote that. Get out of here. <laughs> no, I did. I wrote that. I've never quoted anything from a magazine in my life. That's amazing. Don't you think that's amazing? And you wrote it? This is chemistry, baby. I also wrote Pastor's Kishvietis. Get over yourself. I did. Where did I read that? New York Magazine. Sally writes for New York Magazine. You know, that's <laughs> a real It's like, hey, hey, don't I, stop I, me, bro. I'm in a role here. I spoke to you, and I please just... I mean, I really ha you have to admire people who, who can be as, that articulate. Nobody has ever quoted me back to me before. <laughs> they both kind of know, like, uh, looks like uh, we screwed up. They're perfect for each other. Just like we're perfect for each other. So it's really cute. I love this. Like, this is a really fun rom-com oh, moment, right? I've been looking for a red suede. Uh, uh, when, like, the friends end up hooking up together. What do you think of Jess? Well, uh, do you think you could go out with him? Look at Carrie Fisher. She's got. She wants it for himself. Comfortable with him. You want to go out with Jess? If it would be all right with you. Sure, sure. I'm just worried about Harry. He's very sensitive. He's going through a rough period. <laughs> I just don't want you to reject him right now. I wouldn't. I totally understand. If you don't think you're gonna call Marie, do you mind if I call her? No. Do you mind if I call her? Not for tonight. You shouldn't. I mean, Sally's very vulnerable right now. I mean, and look how thoughtful they are of each other. Like they're thinking about each other. Like, just let them down softly. Fine, no problem. I wasn't even thinking about them. Check well, this out. I don't out. really feel I much like it. walking anymore. I think I'll get a cab. I'll go with you. Great. <laughs> <laughs> right away. And now they're splitting up to do their own thing. They're giving their own date, you know? So, double rejection, but also, look, they have each other to, like... <laughs> lick each other's uh, wounds. And they're stuck with each other again, you know? Hey, they're trying to... Avoid I found nice dating each other for, for some reason. They should just get together. In the next I love this lady's hair, by the way. And that fucking gray streak. Amazing. We were not supposed to meet until the wedding. But I wanted to make sure. I would love a love story so like this, dude. So, just pay a matchmaker to get me a wife. Watch her washing the clothes. I think if I don't like the way she looks, I don't marry her. But she looked really nice to me. <laughs> so I said, okay, to the man. We get married. We married for 55 years. <laughs> a lot of these stories are very, it's a lot, it's a lot of the man telling stories, very patriarchal. It's like, I have to get this. Well, I guess that's just that was the nature of marriage back then, right? It was very much the the man making the the, the decision, the asking. Battery operated pith helmet with fan. Why is this necessary in life? I don't look. Look at this. Also makes great fries. Oh, uh oh, good. Call off the dogs. The hunt is over. Sally, this is the greatest. Sally, please report to me. Look at this. This is the grace. You're going to love this. 
This is a singing machine. Look, you sing the, 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 the lead, and this has the backup and everything. This is from Oklahoma. Here's the lyrics right here. Story with a fringe on top. Yes, perfect. Ooh. It's kind of cute. Fun shopping dates, uh, beats. That's what this is. This movie has a lot of beats. Because uh, it's all of them together. It's all beats. It's all rom-com beats. Who knew that between these two, Billy Crystal was the one that could sing? He's the musical theater one. <laughs> I'm sure she's singing that on purpose. I love that. Into the megaphone, Helen. <laughs> and here's meeting the ex. And it's always nicer to meet the ex with a friend. We've seen that. It's been in all the rom-coms. It was in No Strings Attached, it was in Friends with Benefits, and now it is here as well. This is Iris Stone. Harry Burns. Harry. Uh, I'm sorry, this is Sally Albright, Helen Hilson. Do him a solid. I, Pretend to be his girlfriend. Do him a solid. Nice to meet you. Ooh, I, no handshake. This is dark. This is cold. Guys, this is New York. How big is New York? I keep running see, into people. Yeah, bye. My, my entire life. Nice to meet you. I've only run into like one X before. You okay? Yeah, I'm perfect. She looked weird, didn't she? She looked really weird. She looked very weird. I've never seen her before. Trust me, she looked weird. Her legs <laughs> looked heavy. Really, she must be retaining weight. Harry. Believe me, the woman saved everything. <laughs> uh... Sure, I want to finish okay. that story. I uh, oh, I ran into an ex, Look, and so this was a long time ago. This was a relationship uh, uh, that ended like in 2008, right? So it's it was like a good 10 years later. Uh, I ran into her, but I didn't talk to her. I saw her, and it was it was one of those things where it's like, well, it's been 10 years. Uh, I, we haven't talked, so it's like, I don't think this person would want to see me. I don't think that she would want to hear from me. So I just kind of stood there, and I had this like, Sad. moment where I was like frozen like should I say hi or should I not say hi should I say hi or should I not say hi and then when I decided you know okay I'm gonna say hi uh she had disappeared she had walked away or, or I don't know ran away driven away who knows but she was gone so I was like oh I lost my opportunity anyways it wasn't meant to be so I don't know why that uh, uh, Helen would run and say hi to their ex-boyfriend or ex-husband at a shop or enrich and look, he's shell-shocked. That's how I was. That's how I felt. I was just standing there, like, frozen. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> we started out like this, Helen and I. We had blank walls. We hung things. We picked out tiles together. Then you know what happens? Six years later, you find yourself singing Surrey with a fringe on top in front of Ira! <laughs> we have to talk about this right now. Yes, I think that right now actually is the perfect time to talk about this because I want our friends to benefit from the wisdom of my experience. Right now, everything is great. Everyone is happy. Everyone is in love. And that's wonderful. But you got to know that sooner or later, you're going to be screaming at each other about who's going to get this dish. This $8 dish will cost you $1,000 in phone calls to the legal firm of That's Mine, This Is Yours. Harry. Please. Jess, Marie, 
Divorce sounds so horrible. I never want to get divorced. Uh, I'd rather not get married than get married and get divorced. You'll go 15 rounds over who's going to get this coffee table. Especially when it's like arguing, guys. I love to argue, so that's why I, I can never get divorced. I would, I would go bankrupt just from the legal fees. I thought you liked it. I was being nice! He just bumped into Helen. And I love this moment here, too. Like, this is what real love looks like, right? When, when somebody's all negative like that and all angry. You know. Look at this. And I will never want that wagon wheel coffee table. <laughs> there you go. They're, if they get divorced, they're going to be fine. I know, I know. I because they're, they're, they're right for each other. Harry, you're going to have to try and find a way of not expressing every feeling that you have every moment that you have them. Oh, really? Yes. There are times and places for things. Well, the next time you're giving a lecture series on social graces, would you let me know? Because I'll sign up. Hey, you don't have to take your anger out on me. Oh, I think I'm entitled to throw a little anger your way, especially when I'm being told how to live my life by Miss Hospital Corners. What's that supposed to mean? I mean, nothing bothers you. You never get upset about anything. Don't be Ooh. ridiculous. What? That's me. You never get upset about anything. I never get upset I about anything. I never see that back up on you. How is that possible? Don't you experience any feelings of loss? People must hate that. That's some toxic positivity. If you're so over Joe, why aren't you seeing anyone? I see people. See people? Have you slept with one person since you broke up with Joe? What the hell does that have to do with anything? That will prove I'm over Joe because I fuck somebody? Harry, you're going to have to move back to New Jersey because you slept with everybody in New York, Ooh. and I don't see that turning Helen into a faint memory for you. Besides, I will make love to somebody when it is making love, not the way you do it, like you're out for revenge or something. Oh, that's not how friends talk to each other. That is harsh. Yes. But that's but true I friendship. I'm glad that they got that stuff yes. out. I, if you can talk to someone like that, like that's... That's a good friend. Hug him. Hug him. Hug him. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this is making me really want <laughs> to, to get a single female friend. Don't say a word. It's a monkey. It's a monkey. A monkey see monkey do. <laughs> it's, a, it's an ape. Going ape. It's a baby. Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. She just said it's a baby. How about Planet of the Dopes? It doesn't look like a baby. Big mouth. Big Mick Jagger is a baby. Baby ape. Baby talk. Baby Draw something resembling anything. Baby, baby. I'm crying, baby. Kiss ba the baby. Baby, uh, baby spitting up. Exorcist baby. Die. Baby. baby. Yes, sir, that's my baby. No, sir, don't mean maybe. That's it, <laughs> time's up. Baby talk. Baby talk? What's that? That's not a saying. Oh, but baby fish mouth is sweeping the nation. <laughs> Final score, our team 110, you guys 60. Oh, six. Definitely a six. I, yeah. I can't draw. No, that's baby, and it's clearly talking. So she's got a new boyfriend. All right, who wants coffee? And I think uh, he's got a new girlfriend, right? That girl behind him. Industrial strength. Okay. 
I'll help you. Yeah, you know, that's where a lot of these friendships will eventually fail, right? If there are two friends and one of them ends up moving on or getting a boyfriend before the other. I guess in this case, they both do, right? I feel like that would be a tough thing. I feel like that would be a tough thing. If I had a friend and she was single and we were just friends and then she starts getting a boyfriend, I feel like that would hurt me because she's eventually going to have to, you know, spend less time with me and spend more time with him. Not even in like a jealous I'm in love with her way, but just like in a, you know, friendships are 50-50 and friendships, blah, 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 blah. I'm a very needy friend. Maybe that's what it is. I'm just a very needy friend. He's a good guy. You should talk to him. Get to know him. He's too tall to talk to. She makes 3,500 chocolate mousse pies a week. Emily is Aunt Emily? He took us all to a Met game last week. It was great. You all Man. went to a Met game together? Yeah, but, well, you know, it was a last minute thing. But Sally hates It's one of those, like, again, those New York rich white people Julian's parties. One of them is like a... He's a grown-up. <laughs> Aunt Emily, like yeah. some entrepreneur baker. The other one is. Uh, was shot? No. <laughs> I forgot what he is. They just said it, but I forgot. And here he is again, peeking at the end of the book. Hello. Are you alone? Could never do that with yeah, a movie. Yeah, finishing a book. <laughs> you come over? What's the matter? He's getting married. Joe. I'll be right there. Her ex-boyfriend's getting married. The one that um, dated her right. that said that she was never going to get married, right? I think we talked about the, talked about this before. <laughs> it's always very heartbreaking when people... Like, you, there's a thing. There's always a reason why you break up. And if they fix that thing for the, someone else, they fix that thing for their next partner, it always hurts. Because okay. that means we were the lesson and then the next person gets the blessing. Everything's all backed up. He's got a big case in Newark. Blah, blah. How cruel. Why would he call her just to tell her that she's getting married? So cruel. I'm over him. I really am over him. I can't believe I was ever remotely interested in any of this. She has a boyfriend, though. Why is she doing calling him? He said I have some news. She works in his office. She's a paralegal. Her name is Kimberly. Oh, tough name. That's always, like, chilled me. But, like, a lot of people that get married, they get married really quick. That gives me such anxiety. But I feel like that's what true love is supposed to be. If I ever meet someone, then she's the right one. What if, dude, what if, like, one episode I'm not married, and the next episode I didn't even tell you I met her. I just got married to her within, like, two weeks, right? Imagine. If you could take him back right now. That would be a great love story. It might be also a great divorce story someday, but that would be a great love story in the meantime. why didn't he want to marry me? What's the matter with me? Nothing. I'm difficult. Challenging. I'm too structured. I'm completely closed off. But in a good way. No, no, no. I Again, a great cable knit sweater. Billy Crystal never retired that look. It's a little bit absurd. 
I think this is like a bad casting. There's no way Meg Ryan isn't getting uh, offers all the time for people to like date her and marry her. You know, she should not be single this long. Billy Crystal, I could see him being single for a while. Can't really picture Meg Ryan be single for too long. Go ahead. It's not one of my favorites anyway. Well, <laughs> yeah, like where's her girl? Where's his girlfriend? Where's her boyfriend in this moment? Because here it is, guys. In a moment of frailty and vulnerability this is what you shouldn't do this is what we should never do fellas but we all know what's happening right we all know what happens when a girl cries you give her one of those just to make her feel better right and uh-oh when they say that when they say that we're in trouble we're in trouble because that leads to this which leads to this. Look at him. He's like, oh, shit. You know? And we're sitting here pretending like it's not a big deal. But once you pop, the fun don't stop. Pringles, baby. I love... Get ready for her voice. Listen to her voice. It's insane. Listen to her voice right now. I love this part. <laughs> sure. I always think it's so funny. She has like the perfect bedroom voice, you know. It changes from like how like high pitched she was you earlier. Want to drink or something? Are you comfortable? No, I've <laughs> always I loved that. Some water, so it's really no trouble. You can tell. Uh, okay. Water. I, I don't know why he's so panicked. He should be thrilled, but uh, like she's having a great time. <laughs> She didn't have to fake it. You can tell. You can tell she didn't fake it this time, right? But why is he so like? He really values this friendship, I guess. You know. Which is weird. That's one thing that's like off about this movie. But he doesn't really ever explicitly explain why he doesn't love or you know really like uh, uh, um, Sally. You know. Maybe he feels bad because he's taking advantage of her, but at the same time, like, yeah, like, why doesn't this guy ever ask her out? Look at her, she's so happy because she's liked him this whole time. And it was, I, it was like, it's like, it was about her waiting for him to be ready, right? And he's kind of like commitment phobic or something. You have all your videotapes alphabetized on index cards. Those aren't videotapes, those are too small to be videotapes. You want to watch something? No, not unless you do. No, that's okay. Unless, is that what Betamax is? Is it like tiny little Betamax tapes? This should be a sweet, tender moment. They're kind of robbing, he's kind of robbing it from us. Do you want to go to sleep? Okay. <laughs> like, oh yeah, poor thing. How is she supposed to feel? How is she supposed to feel other than like, awkward about this right the moment you go from your best friend to to your bone friend that should be a, a happy occasion Ugh, harry harry what are you doing put your take your take your pants off how dare you harry get back in bed remember how they talked about that he had that speech earlier like and then you're lying in bed and you're just waiting for how long until you can you know, I gotta go. Sneak off and walk away. 
gotta go home. I gotta change my clothes, and then I have to go to work. And so do you. I get why he got like she left him now. Like maybe if this is how he was during his marriage yeah. too. Fine, I'll call you later. You couldn't cuddle with someone, Fine. even his wife. Fine. You know what I mean? Like I feel that like if there's anybody you can cuddle with, it should be the person you've been friends with for so long, right? And like he had no problem drying her tears and cuddling with her. Night and kissing her the night before, but all of a sudden when it became sex, he got all weird about it. He's sending mixed mix signals. Hello. I'm sorry to call. His and her phones. Wow, you so right? rich. No one I know would call at this hour. I did something terrible. What did you do? No one I know would call at this it's hour. It's so awful. I need to talk. What happened? What's the matter? Harry came over last night. I went over to Sally's last night. Because I was upset. This is great. The way that this is shot and edited. Before I knew it, we were kissing. It's timing. Long story short, we, we did it. They did it. That's great, it's a great Sally. coordination. We should have done it in the first place. For months we've been saying you should do it. Exactly. That's what I'm just saying like too. Two birds with one stone. It's like two wrongs make a right. How, How was, was it? it? The during part was good. I thought it was good. But then I felt suffocated. Then I guess it wasn't. Jesus, I'm sorry. Suffocated? Why? Just disappeared. I feel so bad. I'm so embarrassed. I don't blame you. That's horrible. I think I'm coming down with something. I think I'm catching a cold. Look, look, it would have been great if <laughs> they gave each other, they gave each other some type of virus. Getting married. Who's that talking? Is that Jess on the phone? It's Jane Fonda on the VCR. It's Brian Gumbel. You Do you want to come, come over for breakfast? breakfast? No, I'm not up to it. No, I feel too awful. Good. Good. I, I mean, it's so early. But call me later if you want. I'll call you later, okay? Okay, bye. 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 So well scripted, so well coordinated. That, that's that's a great scene. And they pulled it off like, you know, back in the day, it's all analog. Tell me I'll never have to be out there again. You will never have to be out there. I'll just say we made a mistake. <laughs> Sally, it was a mistake. How so? This guy, he's just not ready. Like, it's uh, she's fine. She did nothing wrong, I think. I think she's totally, she's doing what she's got to do. I, I, I respect you for it. It was a mistake. Harry is just like, so relieved that you think so. like, get your shit together, Harry. Come on. I'm not saying less. If, you, if you know that's not what you're ready for, is that something that you it want, was. then you shouldn't have done yes, that. Yes, it was. We just never should have done it. I couldn't agree more. I'm so relieved. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, I don't think you can un unpop that cork. I think you're kind of, you know. Here they are. <laughs> Nothing screams friends like <laughs> eating salad in silence. That's the... That's like the visual of friendship, I feel like. Oh, man. This is how you should break up with someone. If you're like, let's just be friends. Like, so invite nice them over for salad and, not have to talk. and eat hmm? salad in silence and just chew on the, <laughs> on the fiber screens and then just like be like, hey, it's I think we should see other people. We should, just, we should just break up. Let's just be friends. And it's like, boom, we're already doing it. We're already being friends in the salad date. So why not? Gosh, look at those pants. So once we went to bed, we didn't know what we were supposed to do. You know? Sure, Harry. I don't know. Maybe you get to a certain point in a relationship where it's just too late to have sex. You know? Harry bringing anyone to the wedding? I don't think so. Is he seeing anyone? 
He was seeing this anthropologist, but you know, guys, this is one of my favorite movies, but we're gonna hit that we're hitting that area in the second, third act that we did with the other movies where it's just like, Oh brother, just get together. You know? They don't dive enough about the struggle, and I think that's what it is. Um and it's a it's a fine line, it's a balancing act. If you harp too much on the fact of why they're not getting together why they're not dating it almost starts to make too much sense so they, they need to leave it open-ended they need to leave it vague of why they can't be together that way when they eventually do get back together you don't have a problem with it you know but I don't like that I don't like that please just get together or talk about it I would just love to hear what the pro what, what's wrong with, with, with Sally Harry tell me what's wrong with Sally she seems great We are gathered here today to celebrate the marriage of Marie and Jess and to consecrate their vows of matrimony. The vows they will take join their lives. You know, about two years ago, um, I got the chance to go to this like great table reading of When Harry Met Sally. It was directed by, um, what's that fool's name? Uh, 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 the guy that's in... Asian Jim, Jimmy Woo. What's that guy's name? The guy from um, I've never seen her so happy. Fresh Off the Boat. She's a totally different person. Oh, yeah, she is. Well, uh, great. What are you going to do about you? Yeah. Randall Park. So it was directed by Randall Park, yeah, and it had uh, Steve Yoon <laughs> and Maya Eskern playing um, Harry and Sally. Hi. It was a great reading, and, you know, when you really love a movie... You know, it's nice to hear nice the same job. lines over and over again. Yeah. Uh, but then in this case, you know, hearing it from other actors and hearing their takes on it. Oh, they did a great oh, job. Every year I just try to um, get from the day before Thanksgiving to the day after New Year's. Yeah, like... A lot of suicides. Mm. Like what was great about the table reading, because it's with, like, modern actors, and it's, like, a fresh, you know... Fine. Uh, uh, direction it still felt again really new and very relevant right because there's something about this that really supplants it in uh 1989 even the karaoke machine we still have karaoke machines right phone calls we still have cell phones by the bed so yes pretty timeless is one of us supposed to be a dog in this scenario yes who is the dog? You are. I am. I am the dog. Dude's blowing I am it. Harry, I... you're blowing it. <laughs> I don't see that, Harry. If anybody is the dog, you are the dog. You want to act like what he is a dog. didn't mean anything. I'm not saying it didn't mean anything. I am saying, why does it have to mean everything? Because it does. And you should know that better than anybody, because the minute that it happens, you walk right out the door. I didn't walk out. No, sprinted is more like it. We both agreed it was a mistake. I think they need to acknowledge what, maybe what's going on, right? Sally feels like she's just a conquest. Conquest, right? She feels very neglected. That is not why I went. And he feels like... Hold me a little longer, Harry. What was I supposed to do? What are you saying? You took pity on me? Pity no, fuck. Fuck you. <laughs> that is kind of what he's saying. It's a pity fuck. Right? As if he's not a man. As if he doesn't have agency to say, I don't want to have sex with you. He went through with it. Right? So it's just pity. 
If Marie or I had found either of them remotely attractive, we would not be here today. <laughs> They look so cute together. Ah. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. And then a year's gone by. I love that. That's kind of really nice, like poetic, like boom, like what they were like together, and now you can see what they're like apart. And you should never buy a Christmas tree by yourself. Again, I've never tried it, but I certainly would never try it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Carrying a tree by yourself? And it's cold, and it's New York, Do and they don't, you know, you can't, uh, you have to walk, you can't get a taxi. From now on, our troubles will get, get it from Amazon next time. Get that tree delivered. Hi, it's me. It's the holiday season. He's got a nice apartment. This is the season of charity. Very clean, very modern. It's not widely known, but it's also the season of groveling. So if you felt like calling me back... I'd be more than happy to do the traditional Christmas grovel. Give me a call. Hi, I'm at home right now. I'll call you Something about her typing, right? <laughs> and also, and you got mail, yeah. Meg Ryan typing. That is the key to having a great rom-com. Put a keyboard in front of old Meg and just let the camera roll. He's, he's, going, he's, he's going pretty hard. He's putting in a lot of effort for this friendship. It's almost like he doesn't realize he's in love with her, you know? It's what it is. If you're feeling sad and lonely, there's a service I can render. Tell the one who digs you only. Oh, he ended up getting the karaoke so machine. And why doesn't she just call him? Give me a call. Hello. Hi. Hi. I, and this I, is heartbreaking. Would, this is heartbreaking. What are you doing? I was just on my way out. Where are you going? What do you want, Harry? They're not friends anymore, That's you know? I, I now they're talking like exes. And they're not exes because they're friends. Right? Okay. That's always tough. Losing a friend, I think, can be worse than losing a um, romantic partner sometimes. Just because. Wait a second. Wait, wait a second. What are you doing for New Year's? Are you going to the Tyler's party? It's like a safety net, you know? If Usually if you have a, a bad breakup, your safety net that you fall back on is your friends. And to lose a friend, who do you fall back on then, you know? And I think that's what it is, too. It sounds like uh, he's not really fighting for her. He's doing the bare minimum, right? The whole, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's something I'm starting to learn, like the, the old-fashioned way, the long way, is... Don't ever put in minimal effort. You gotta go maximum effort. What's so bad about this? You have Dick Clark. That's tradition. For love. You have Malamars, the greatest cookie of all time. And you're about to give the Knicks their first championship since 1973. Miss the 
But she spends a lot of time mad at him. And I don't know why. This is the same dude from before, from Pictionary. Ooh, he's kind of rough with the with the spin. This is much better. Fresh air. I have the streets all to myself. Why didn't he get invited to that Who party? Needs to be at a big crowded party pretending to have a good time. I mean, he probably Plus, this is the perfect time to catch did get invited. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck looking at happy couples in public. I fucking hate that shit. <laughs> Especially when you're miserable. Read the card. Why is it the more miserable you are, the happier folks in public are? Yeah. Mm. I'm going home. You'll never get a taxi. <laughs> oh, God. Boy. I spent a lot of holidays alone. I spent a lot of New Year's Eves alone. You know what I never do on New Year's Eve? I did it once. I was like, you know, I never walk around the streets at night. And I was like, ah, I did do it once. But to be fair, that was at the beach. I went to the beach one time at New Year's Eve. And that was actually very sad. You realize, of course, that we can never be friends. Why not? What I'm saying is that men and women can't be friends because the sex part always gets in the way. That's not true. No man can be friends with a woman he finds attractive. He always wants to have sex with her. What if they don't want to have sex with you? Doesn't matter, because the sex thing is already out there, so the friendship is ultimately doomed, and that is the end of the story. Well, I guess we're not going to be friends then. Guess not. It's too bad, because you were the only person that I knew in New York. Doesn't make any sense. He just wants friendship with her. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. This movie, and I didn't think about it. For this to work, it had it would, they had to have flipped it, you know. <laughs> Should have been like uh, Meg Ryan wanted just something casual, and he wanted more, you know. And then she decides, oh my gosh, he, uh, he, you know. I really do love him after all, you know? Because this is the guy. This is like Mr. Ladies Man, the fuckboy, right? And he also is really good friends with Sally. I'm going. So why wouldn't he want to have it's both? Well, I thought of not kissing somebody. Right? Normally, like, uh... I'll kiss you. Hey, taxi! Taxi! Whatever. Taxi! Because he's physically attracted to her. Please. Thanks. That's his whole thesis too. His whole thesis is that we can't be friends because the sex thing gets in the way. And then once the sex thing gets in the way, all of a sudden you're like, oh no, I proved my thesis right. Anyways, gosh, you know, I've seen this movie so many times. It's been like 10 years since I've seen it, right? Anyways, folks, if you have a friend that you have a crush on, send them this movie. They're going to get the hint, just like uh, your boy Harry just got the hint. He's going to run all the way to this party to, to see her. As far as grand gestures go, it's a pretty small gesture, but... Guys, falling in love is like 99% timing, and here he is, the right time. And here comes the speech. Here comes the, the wonderful is, speech. I love you. What? I love you. 
how do you expect me to respond to this? How about you love me, too? How about I'm leaving? Doesn't what I said mean anything to you? I'm sorry, Harry. Where was this guy, like, last month, though, you know? You just can't show up here. Tell me you It feels very disingenuous. It doesn't work this way. Well, how does it work? I don't know, but not this way. How about this way? I love that you get cold when it's 71 degrees out. I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. I love that you get a little crinkle above your nose when you're looking at me like I'm nuts. I love that after I spend a day with you, I can still smell your perfume on my clothes. And I love that you are the last person I want to talk to before I go to sleep at night. And it's not because I'm lonely, and it's not because it's New Year's Eve. I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. Beautiful speech. Lovely. You Amazing. See? But why? How? It's just <laughs> like you, Harry. You say things like that and you make it impossible for me to hate you. And I hate you, Harry. I really hate you. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Oh man, you know the part of your brain that loves is really ne right next to the part of your brain that hates. So like, this is like borderline manipulative. It's very gaslighty to like make someone hate mean? you and then like try to convince them that they love you because your brain does not need to make too many too big of a leap to get to them. But like. Why? What do you, why did he realize, like, you know, when you realize that you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. When did he realize that she, he wanted her to, to be the, you know, that he wanted to spend the rest of her life with her, you know, his life with her? During the lonely walk? No, he's like, he's known. He's always been in love with her. So the second time we met, you didn't even remember I don't know. Me. It's just a random second act complication that they had to throw in for balance. But in a real world, after they had sex, they would have hooked up. And then we fell in love. Three months later, we got married. Three months? Oh, wow. See what I mean? 12 years and three months. We had this really wonderful wedding. It was, it really was a it was Beautiful great. We wedding. had this enormous uh, coconut cake. Huge coconut cake with the, with the tears, and there was this just very rich chocolate sauce on the side. Right, because not everybody likes it on the cake because it makes it very soggy. Particularly the coconut soaks up a lot of that stuff, so you really, it's important to keep it on the side. Right. <laughs> oh, so cute. <laughs> All right, folks, we did it. We did it. It was... Uh, when Harry met Sally. I don't know if that was the um, episode you're looking forward to or, or not. This is a, a very special uh, rom-com for me. And, um, you know, I think also just... Uh, I didn't want to ruin it, right? I didn't want to, like, you only get one shot of when, uh, on a When Harry Met Sally episode, so hope that did it justice. Um, speaking of doing it justice, let's go ahead and just talk about uh, some of the people in the film. So, of course, Billy Crystal, uh, if you guys don't know, right, just uh, 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 time, what do I want to say? I don't want to say, legend, that's the word. Legendary New York comedian, uh, uh, wonderful career um, just I don't know just like I don't really know what his real true claim to fame is 
he's just he's just one of those dudes that's like always been famous <laughs> uh, and he's like hosted the Oscars a bunch of times like ah, anyways he's a great uh, 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 performer and I think I mentioned this before not everybody would just look at him and think rom-com lead right especially as a 41 year old who looks at 41 year old Billy Crystal and thinks rom-com lead but in any case uh, he did it he pulled it off and uh, I think he did a great job in this um, also a big fan of his work in uh, Monsters Inc uh, which is also like a rom-com Mike Wazowski and um, John Goodman uh, Sully um, okay on the other half we have Meg Ryan and of course we've seen Meg Ryan before we've seen uh, a bunch of it she is an a, a unsung rom-com queen you know, uh, so we saw Sleepless in Seattle, You've Got Mail, um, and now When Harry Met Sally. Uh, I might do Joe versus the Volcano someday, but I think I mentioned before, I've never seen it, so I don't know if I would do it, but yeah, you know, she's she's great, and she's definitely uh, nailed it in this film. Uh, we also had the two rom-com sidekicks. We had Carrie Fisher and Bruno Kirby, uh, also very serviceable. You know, it's a very small class. Uh, I think I mentioned this before. Nor Efron, the writer, uh, came from theater, came from plays. So uh, naturally, writing a, a great film with uh, excellent dialogue and a small cast uh, makes sense. So the director was Rob Reiner. He directed uh, Princess Bride. I think that's one probably most people know best. And also, Spinal Tap and A Few Good Men. This guy's just had like a crazy, a really great uh, career. He's got a couple of rom-coms in here, and I don't know if I'm going to do. Uh, like um, Alex and Emma, and Rumor Has It. I don't know if I'll watch those, but... Um, yeah, just like a, a not a very prolific director, but a very good director. Like the few movies he's done have been really good. Um, and then finally, written by Nora Ephron. Um, yeah, you know, I think we've done all the ones I want to do with from her career. Um, when Harry Met Sally, uh, Sleepless in Seattle, and You Got Mail. I might do Julie and Julia because I did. I watched that movie a bunch of times. Um, I don't know if I would say that uh, I love them, but I've seen it a bunch of times. And sometimes that's enough to do an episode. Um, all right. So uh, as far as how this movie performed, uh, this is one of those, I, you know, first rom-coms, I feel like, to get to this point. I mentioned before rom-coms, um, not traditionally, they're usually cheap to make, so not traditionally big box office hits. But this one came in at $92 million. Um, and I want to, you know, I think that's pretty good, right? Really inching at that $100, $100 million mark. And uh, I don't know if these are adjusted for inflation or not, but either way, that's a, a, a high number to achieve and one of the first rom-coms, one of the first in its genre, right, to be able to make that much money. And against a small budget, too, $16 million makes sense based off all the location shots they had to do in New York. But, um, yeah, really, really um, good performance, uh, for a, for a rom-com and then finally as far as the score i didn't want to do you guys wrong right i picked you guys i picked a really good one to cap up this little friendship 
uh, trilogy here, right? So audience score was 89%. Rotten Tomato score was 91%. It's up there. Everybody loves it. One of the highest rated rom-coms of all time. Uh, one last thing just to kind of sing its praises and its accolades. You know, it's rare rom-com that a rom-com achieves this, but this was nominated for Best Screenplay uh, for the Academy Awards, and it got nominated for a lot of different uh, categories for Golden Globes. It didn't win any of them, but, you know, it got a bunch of them. Billy Crystal got nominated, Meg Ryan got nominated, Nora Ephron and Rob Reiner all got nominated for Golden Globes. Um, all right, so I think that's going to do it for the um, Harry, When Harry Met Sally. Again, I was... Uh, nervous about doing this episode by myself, but um, I wasn't by myself because you know what? I had you uh, to watch this movie along with me. All right, so um, now that we're done with those friendship type movies, we're going to move on to another theme this coming uh, uh, uh summer spring summer yeah well you know spring summer guys it's the it's the season of movie of weddings so the next batch of movies i'm going to be doing are going to be all wedding based so all wedding rom-coms if you've been waiting for wedding rom wedding rom-coms oh that's a tongue twister if you've been waiting for me to do wedding rom-coms that's wedding season's upon us and we're going to be kicking it off with a rom-com that i really love i don't think it gets enough love uh, Bride Wars, uh, starring Anne Hathaway and um, uh, Kate Hudson. Just super fun. And uh, yeah, I just don't know why people don't talk about this movie more because it's so good. But uh, if you've never seen it or maybe you have seen it or just whatever, here's the, the trailer for you guys so you can just get acquainted with um, Bride Wars. Of course, every wedding has a story, but the one I'm thinking of isn't about a bride and a groom. It's about a bride and a bride, and it starts at the Plaza Hotel 20 years ago. My wedding will be the happiest day of my life. I think it's beautiful. It ain't June. And it ain't the Plaza. Are you ready to catch this bouquet? I'm feeling kind of strange because of all the things I And we're each other's maids of honor. I have three openings at the plaza. Two, the sixth, one, the 27th. Oh, my parents' anniversary is the sixth. It's so meant to be. Oh, then I'll take the 27th. You want to discuss this with the grooms? No. That's good for Isn't you. Isn't that gorgeous? Oh, my God. It's stunning. Maybe I should keep looking. Get the dress. Marion. Your wedding dates have been booked on the same day. Which one of you wants to choose another venue? Wait. What? One of us will just have to get married on a different day. One of us will have to be flexible. Well, one of us can look at different venues. Yeah, one of us could. <clears throat> it's crazy. They haven't spoken for like a week. It's like a century in girls' ears. You send out your save the dates? Surprised? Your wedding better watch it. If I were your wedding, I'd be sleeping with one eye open. You're right. Your wedding will be huge, just like your ass at prom. Your wedding can suck it. <laughs> Just a pre-wedding glow. Wow. What the hell happened to you? A little spray tan surprise. We can't ignore this. That way, the terrorists win. Make sure it's not so ashy.
Because we're gonna have to come off. Your fiance he probably thought your hair looked nice too. Wow, so I have never seen that trailer. I mean, because I just watched the movie. Like, I just watch him. I don't really like look up the trailer. But that was a really good trailer. That really sold me on it. Again, even though I love this movie. Uh, so in any case, guys, that was Bride Wars. Um, it's not really streaming anywhere. It's on Bravo. I don't even know if Bravo is a streaming service. It just says it's available on Bravo. But uh, try to find it if you can. Uh, it's a very fun rom-com. Keith Hudson, Anne Hathaway, you can't go wrong. Uh, Chris Pratt's also in it and um, Brian Greenberg anyways guys check it out trust me uh, uh, I can't wait to watch Bride Wars uh, with you all uh, for the next episode but that's going to go ahead and do it for us today on Rom Companion I appreciate you all watching When Harry Met Sally with me and I can't wait to kick off the wedding season with you uh, coming soon so don't forget to follow me on uh, Twitter that's at Rom Companion Pod and let me know what type of movies you want to hear me do next all right, take care, and we'll watch a movie with you next time.